0: 30 <laughs> and welcome to Skipperia's 30th episode <laughs> hey guys welcome back I know we've been kind of like hiatus lately and truth be told we were both sick so we had no voice oh well, I had no voice last week I could try to do imitation <laughs> how I'm like that was me last night yeah, really I had no voice for two days so I had to put uh, I took one day off from work and then I actually had to play a movie because I lost my voice at 10 o'clock in the morning with my class, and I had to put a movie and videos on for the rest of the day, and just, like, games, because I couldn't talk, so. Oh. So, yes, welcome back. We're excited. It's episode 30, and we are now in the month of December, but as we like to call it, Creepy Christmas. Yeah, I wasn't
1: sure what you were going to
0: go there for. Tomorrow. I don't know. Why it sounded like this? I like it, though. I like Creepy Christmas. I like Creepy Christmas, and, you know, we like the whole Krampus things. So we're going to do things a little different, and so instead of doing random facts for that month of creepy Christmas, we are going to discuss creepy Christmas traditions and odd Christmas traditions, which I've got to tell you, it was fun when I was, was looking little it. Eh? I was killing myself at work today, and when I was like like looking at different ones, and there's tons of them, oh, yeah. believe it or not, there's actually quite... Do yourself a solid, if you want to find out like some different traditions of, you know, culture-wise, and you can actually type in creepy Christmas traditions. Oh, hundreds of pop up. Yeah, yeah. So you know you have everything like the traditional ones, like the first ones, like you know the coal. You know that's what coals, right? Like and where the whole thing came from, and then Krampus. Yeah, Krampus is still, I still think is my favorite. Like his story about how he came about, mm. and then who said Black Pete, which is just like yeah, a racist a whole, whole other thing. thing. Yeah, which the Dutch. Yeah so yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that one apparently they're, uh, they're trying to band it they are yeah yeah. there was so, a huge
1: thing last year in the news about how they were trying to be like and again they're doing it the again best. this year yeah.
0: but I would love to go to Holland and Germany for the whole Krampus actually Germany for the Krampus festival know. Why not? which happens on December 5th oh. which is Krampus day well there you go so happy, happy. pre-Krampus day hey, people. hey this might be out just, after, just before Krampus uh, oh. on Krampus day it is happy, happy Krampus, Krampus. Replicates uh, for the rest of us. <laughs> so, what are you going to be covering today? I'm actually going to be talking about one of my favorite buildings. It's out of the Hockey Hall of Fame building. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And you?
1: I am going to be covering the Amherst Mystery, or otherwise known as the Possession of Esther Fox from oh. Nova Scotia.
0: Nova Scotia. Oh. I'm, I'm actually familiar with the start, which I'm pretty excited it's about. It's pretty good, eh? It is. It it's is. Good. So, I should go first because you went first last time. Sounds good. So I, I never remember, so I'm glad you do. <laughs> I don't remember a lot of things, but the most random things I do remember. So, tell us about Loblaws 2.0. No, that's the... Oh, that's the that's that's Maple Leaf Gardens. No, that's another building. I'll you can tell remember. I'm into the sporting games. <laughs> Yay, sports. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to be big into hockey, playing hockey, and my brother and I you know, played hockey, immersed in hockey, and I kind of felt out of hockey, but I'm trying to find my love for hockey again. That's fair. And, but the Hockey holiday was pretty cool because what? We get it for free as teachers. I did not know that. Yeah. Ontario but teachers get free. Yeah. So if you share your OCT card, you get it for free. That's it awesome. used to be. I could be wrong. I'll have to check OCT perks. OCT perks. So if you are a teacher over the Christmas holiday, go to the Hall of Fame. So, the Hockey Hall, I'm just going to actually talk about the brief history of Hockey Hall of Fame. You better, because I will have no clue. Exactly. (laughs) So, for those who are not in the know, like Beth. So, the Hockey (laughs) Hall of Fame is an ice hockey museum located in Toronto, Ontario, downtown. It's dedicated to the history of ice hockey. It's a museum and a hall of fame. So, it holds exhibits about players, teams, and the National Hockey League, as we know, NHL. Records, memorabilia, trophies, including the Stanley Cup. Fun fact: I actually held the Stanley Cup back when Detroit won it back in the nineties. Because our friend's brother played, and wow. he played for Detroit. So actually, that's think, pretty cool. Yeah, it's a cool story. It was actually originally founded in Kingston, the first hall of fame in 1943 under the leadership of James Sutherland, and the first class honored members was included in 19, uh, 1945 before the hall actually became a permanent location. It moved those locations in 1958. After uh, NHL withdrew its support of the International Hockey Hall of Fame in Kingston, Ontario, due to funding issues. Mm. Which I'd be interested because now, how much money they make. Oh my gosh, yeah. Right? So, um, the first permanent building opened at the exhibition place in 1961. The hall was relocated in 1993, which is now the downtown location. So, it's basically at, it's adjacent corner of Young in Front. Mm. So, it's, bas- it's right across from the uh, uh, Union Station downtown. It's right in the corner. So the building itself is interesting because the building was originally an, a Bank of Montreal building. Oh, okay, that makes and, sense. Yeah, it was first opened in 1888. So this building has been around since the 1800s, and it was a branch until 1993. So the branch closed down. Wow. And then soon after, the Hockey Hall of Fame moved in. Like what? Five years later, and That's they re- converted, like you know, a bank into this whole place. So if you ever go into it, it's actually cool to see this outside facade and you go inside; it's all like kind of new. Mm-hmm. And it's got the levels and how each wing is dedicated to the different hockey players. Right. And you're thinking as somebody who's not into sports, you're like, how the hell do you dedicate a whole building to hockey? <laughs> <coffee?" laughs> um, but the historian in me totally gets it. Yeah. The, it's the history.
1: The theater nerd in me is like,
0: Hmm. Yeah. It, the history is <laughs> cool because you actually get to see the progression and like, you know, you see the, um, I was going to say the genesis but you see the, the uh, evolution of jerseys and hockey equipment. So do they, the s- helmets?
1: do they separate mm-hmm. it by time period or by like players?
0: Uh, it's still, it's everything. Okay. They have like the time period of hockey where it started okay. and now it started. And the first hockey, st- you're right, You know, the mm-hmm. hockey skates and that first helmet and the first, like all the cool That's stuff, cool. right? Like rock Richard, like the sweater, you know, the famous mm-hmm. book, which I grew up with my brother. I, and I love. Even I have a copy of it. I right? know. It's yeah. such a great book. And it has all stuff like that. So it's okay. it's cool as a Canadian history to to actually go see this building. I personally, we should go over the Christmas break. Just to say we've been to it. It's sure. Hard. It's free. Sure. And then we'll just go get some cheesecake later. We'll learn somewhere. about
1: some skinny punchy.
0: How about this? <laughs> so we'll go and then we'll walk down the street. Okay. Beside is the Fort York, uh, sorry, Royal York Hotel. Mm. And we can actually have high tea there. Okay. You're you're pulling me in bit by bed. Okay. By bit. Which is another haunted location. Which it is. is actually, big, yeah. So the building is said so it closed its doors as a bank in nineteen ninety-three. Five years later, Hockey Hall of Fame, you know, opened up. Now, the building itself has been known to be very haunted. So this is before obviously the Hockey Hall of Fame came in. It's not like it's haunted by like ghosts of <laughs> like of of like players past, you know. <laughs> like a really bad French Canadian accident. Yeah, right, broken, right. You know, the you know, Egg was accidents and like fighting and
1: when anyone thinks of oh, sorry. When anyone it mentions like a really bad French Canadian accent, I think of like Justin Timberlake from that Love Guru
0: movie with Mike Myers. Oh my gosh. Oh, I think have you guys seen Bad Cop Bon Cop? Uh both of oh, them. Oh, I love that movie so, so much. Good. And it's just like this like French Canadian is thick and I just love it. Wow. I just absolutely love it. And so I picture if there's a ghost to be there, this says, you know, He's <laughs> just screaming in yeah. like in the you know, in the I don't know like the midst of like in the yeah. corners of this hall of fame. Okay. But it's it not it's actually, it's actually a very sad story. So if you guys, oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you about this story. So like you go to this place, you're like, hey, cool. hockey hall of fame. Mm-hmm. And then you know more about the building and the history. It's actually very sad. Oh. So in the 1950s, there was this beautiful young girl named Dorothea May Elliott. I just that name. That was a great name. Dorothea May Elliott. So she was a well-liked employee at who worked at the branch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She had, to I said, she was only 19 years old. And according to employees, like she was like very loved. She was a very... But and beautiful young lady apparently she was like she was described with her bubbly personality and like this beautiful young girl her looks compared to that of Rita Hayworth oh and if you guys don't know who Rita Hayworth is she's this stunning lady like actress so she worked there for years now this is the interesting thing I'm trying to do research on her mm-hmm. I typed in you know her different names nothing came up just except her bitrate even finding that hmm. it was still weird the only thing I found about her is that Apparently, she was an orphan at age nine because both her parents died. Okay, So she had to live, and that's all I know. That's all I know about her background. But I also do know that while I was doing research that she did live with her sister who was married. Okay. Now, Dorothea, like I said, was this great, bubbly personality. Everybody loved her. She was especially loved by the male employees. Oh, I wonder you know, why. 1953, you know, you have this young, you know, buxom, beautiful mm. lady who's coming in. So they also believe that she was having an affair with one of the managers who was married. Yeah, so it's very Mad Men esque, I know it is very Mad. Well, 1950s. Yeah, that goes it. So on the morning of March 11, 1953, Dorothea, who lived with her sister Helen Mays, arrived at the bank before 9 a.m which I thought was a bit weird because she would always show to work. Usually the bank hours like 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So she came really early and people thought like, this is odd that she's here. Yeah. One employee said this is much earlier than they expected. One of the guys explained that he was like a long time messenger who worked at the bank, kid around the co-workers said it's being so early. Dorothy." like they joked around at yeah. her and said, Oh, you're here so early. Ha ha ha. You know, kind of like, yeah. And she apparently, you know, she simply shrugged and like, and smiled and then quickly walked away. Yeah. Uh, Doreen Bracken, who was a co-worker, recalled Dorothea wearing this blue knitted dress. And she looked very disheveled and distressed. Like, she just looked distressed and disheveled. She did not look like herself. Gotcha. Because she always came to work, always put together yeah. hair, makeup, everything. But today, early, just something was not right. So, Redwood, who said who was the employer, added she looked pretty rough. And he, he thought, oh, she had a rough night out. Yeah, right? 90, like 1950s. Yeah. So that morning, Dorothy went upstairs to the woman's washroom and seemed to stay there for a long time. Redwood count, recounted that, that she came downstairs for a moment and then she returned to the second floor. A co-worker, another co-worker who was there at work at the time, Zetta she apparently she went upstairs to the second floor to use the bathroom because that's where the woman's bathroom mm-hmm.
1: were.
0: Just after nine o'clock. Apparently, she went to the bathroom. She rushed back down screaming, like blood-curling scream to the balcony that overlooked the main bank. Mm-hmm. And apparently Len Redwood hurled like he ran up the stairs to see what this commotion was, only to discover the uh, the lifeless body of Dorothy slumped over the winter windcha- uh, there's like a Windsor chair yeah. that was just outside the bathroom and that's where they found her. Oh okay. She apparently took the 38 caliber that was kept there for security reasons, yeah. took it, brought it upstairs and shot herself in the head. Oh. Now unfortunately the wound did not mortally kill her. It oh. just barely mortally ruined her. And she was brought to St. Michael's Hospital, which was up this street down yeah. in downtown Toronto, where she died 22 hours later. Yeah. So she suffered. And many people, like I said, like the doctors were so surprised that she lasted that long yeah. because it was a mortal wound. Like she literally blew up half of her head and she survived for 22 hours. So I just, when I read this story about this young I'm like, oh. Pumpkin, like yeah. 19 years old. I'm at the age where, you know, I'm like, oh yeah. to that's so young. Me. Yeah. You know, and just to feel distressed and distraught mm-hmm. in that to take her own life. Now it doesn't say who she had an affair with. Because it says she had an affair with a bank manager. Well, who was it? Right? And it could have been anybody. Yeah. And apparently she had an affair with a married man who's a manager. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't say so either A, they knew about it and they kept his name out of the papers because it's 1953. Ethnic patriarchy, where they keep men's names out. Well, also 1950, if you're head of a newspaper and head of a bank in Toronto, probably. But also, if you're a white male back in the day, more power to you. And so they would cover you up. Right? But if you're poor, believe you me, they would have put your name out there. If you're poor, you wouldn't be a bait manager and you probably wouldn't be having an affair. (laughs) Exactly. Or probably wouldn't be mentioned. Yeah. For less, you know, so anyhow, could not find anything about this person. But regardless, this is a story of a young girl. So she did not die on the grounds. Grounds, but she died at the hospital. But she did die at the hospital. Okay. Now, after a short time later, they said within a few months, Mm -hmm. things started happening at this bank. Right. People talked about, like, um, according to employees that worked with Dorothea, said she, like I said, who worked at the bank at the time, rather, they said they they kept adhering things. Mm But nothing, again, it's the 1950s, probably not a lot of people, and they probably dismissed it a lot. Yeah. And nothing crazy happened. But it wasn't until the 80s, I think, when they're doing renovations, that's when documentation was being held. So a lot of bank employees mm-hmm. did not like working there. Really? Yeah. Certain times of the night, like, they did not like being at the building. Yeah. This happened when it was a bank. There were stories of, like, cold spots, right. sounds that they'd always hear. So this was... A ongoing presence like in when it still ran as a bank right and this is documentation in the 80s till when at time it became the hockey thing mm-hmm. now I'm not too sure because of again the whole theory of what what you do is construction yeah. move things around so things really start happening and there's actually a cool articles reading that beside the buildings there are other office buildings and mm-hmm. other kind of like uh, businesses right <laughs> there's an article where the employees up beside the building, have been asking the hockey team to take back their ghosts because apparently she's moved over that's and it's causing some issues and the other businesses. That's she she's not into into hockey. She's like, I'm <laughs> done with this. That's what said so, I was reading this, and there was an article that somebody said, like, they're talking like, oh, this place is cool. I'm like, I wonder if she's a fan of hockey. No. <laughs> exactly. Apparently, no, she didn't. She was not a fan. So there's okay. there's tons of like cool, like Stories about this itself. Like, uh, a strange occurrence has been reported. Like, on a regular in a bank building, it's like, like I said, in the building, flickering lights will go on and off, doors and windows would open and close without anyone being around, faint moans and echoes emitting from empty areas of the traction. That's weird. So, where it is now as the Hockey Hall of Fame yes. is where the second floor is. Oh, okay. and I think that's where the women's washroom is now the kitchen. People don't like to be in there. Apparently, People do not like to be there past six o'clock, like when it's closing time, yeah. like they, people refuse to close it. Really? Yeah. They refuse that's wild. to be in there dark. Like people do not like to be there. Like it's so there's a pl- there's stories of like people who worked, like said, back in the day yeah. before it became hockey hall of fame, how they had stories. And then now they're coming out of the woodworks like, yeah, I had experiences there. People said cold spot, like that's just cold spots, like a hand mm-hmm. touching the shoulder. Like a cold hand, like they're like yeah, upstairs, no, I <laughs> upstairs where the the whole thing happened. Yeah. They said it was sitting down. They felt a hand touching their shoulder. And just like weird, creepy sounds. Things called missing and then reappear again. Thank God they reappear because that would be a logistical <laughs> just nightmare. I like have heard you go crazy, up, right? yeah.
1: Well, it was just like, can you imagine someone does a heist like they did in Europe the other weekend with the with the jewel heist? Oh, Hall Fame.
0: And then you'd be like, is it the
1: ghost or is it like an actual
0: legit yeah. heist? <clears throat> So the the cleaning staff claimed that they hear unusual noises after dark. It took some time, but eventually, <laughs> that easy settled it down. Apparently, and sometimes it got kind of edgy, but most of the time, because people didn't worry. They just shrugged it off, and I guess oh, they kind of got used to it. Yeah. So they believe that Dorothy is still there, and she's like, I'm not too sure. Like, is there energy? And and I know people speculate, like, yeah. she didn't die in the grounds? So I'm like, well, not necessarily. Sometimes, like people who like. There's been cases where, like, if they yeah. have a certain fondness of an area, but because she took tried to take her life, maybe she's stuck mm-hmm. in that moment. And there's a whole argument too for when does your bo- does your
1: soul always remain with your body till your body ceases to function what we consider
0: yeah life yeah or did it couldn't leave earlier so that's interesting. Well, the near death experiences, right? Yeah. People have yeah, I know. So it'd be interesting to know. Like, I would love to go. And I would like to experience myself. Like again, I'm not too sure if it's just the hype of it. Yeah. But there's so many claims. Like That's uh, not just only employees. Yeah. But apparently there's a there's a story I was reading on um, this one article I was reading about a customer who was there like visiting the hockey game really? not too so long ago that apparently was freaking out, screaming, goes, Don't you see her, don't you see her? You got yeah. to scream it out. As she walked right through the wall and he freaked out. No. Nobody else saw this. He was freaking out. And it was it was a Hockey Hall of Fame employee yeah. that witnessed this guy having a panic attack seeing this woman wow. walk, who was described like Dorothy yeah. walking into the wall. He freaked out. He was like screaming, like, don't you see her, don't you see her. That's stare. craziness. Yeah. That's wild. So, yeah. Who knew the Hockey Hall of Fame? But I heard about this when I went years ago. Like, yeah. I mean, years ago. I never thought about the kids. It was like during the day. So, it has a bustle. And there's like so many kids around. You know, you're excited to be there. And then it's an interesting story. I guess when things like closed down, Chris actually went there last year. Is it last year? Two years ago. They went for his work. They had their Christmas party there. So that's so interesting. Cause for me, I was kind of brushed it off as like, Oh, it's just another
1: haunted theater, another haunted museum. They're always haunted.
0: Yeah, exactly. But this is like legit. Like somebody took their life and there were so many different stories from one as a bank to now. That's and employees and customers. That's you not know, cool, this, it. but it's very interesting. It is but, interesting. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: That's really fascinating. Well, I'm glad you told us that I because just, I never would have looked it, at that on my own. Well, so. it, it,
0: I'm just more upset because I would like to give Dorothea more recognition for who <laughs> she was. I think it was so unfair. Like, you know, she did seemed like she did not have the best life you know, in terms of, like, yeah. she had a hard life. It, and if she is there, I would love it for Medium to, like, walk her over. Like, maybe, like, but again, maybe she wants to be there. I yeah. don't know. But just, like, I don't know, it broke my heart was reading this story. I'm not gonna it's lie. Awesome. I got very emotional. I was, yeah. like, I was like, you poor you poor thing. I'm like, I want to help. It should be interesting
1: if you come across him, what a medium has said going in there. That would be interesting to I you hear. I don't think a
0: medium has ever been there. That'd be interesting. Go you gotta get one of your friends, go down. I know, I know. But just I was just like on I was saying like I don't want to this is where like and I'm watching the Holes or files, our friend Dave. Yeah. If you guys know our friend Dave Schrader, he's on the dance show you notes know, Beyond the Darkness, and with our friend Tim Dennis he has a show, it's called The Holzer Files, and it's, you know, Hans Holzer, who was basically, he's the godfather of the paranormal, and, like, I like about him, like, he was, like, legit, like, he's a psychology background. like, he actually, like, very scientific, scientific, like, he got down to, and he, like, debunked a lot of this stuff, but I like about the shows, that they have this medium, and it's not like this hokey book, they're not invoking things, and I just love to go with an actual person, try to do, like, a seance or whatever, and try to, like, if this is really her and what she wants, if she wants to be pressed over. Yeah. Because I don't know why I was reading this. It really broke my heart. I was like, I would like for her to not struggle more for her to mm-hmm. be at peace for once because it doesn't sound like she's at peace. It doesn't sound like, you know, like playful, whatever. So I, I just, I don't know. That's just like, I might get, that's just the softy me. I just, yeah. I feel really, I that felt really good. bad. I feel, Aww. I feel horrible. you have a connection to this one. I do. I don't know why. I just like, I just, it she made, she just like she just felt like this unknown and kind of like brushed yeah. off in this article, like so anyhow. Alright. Oh, that, that was depressing. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But you know what? To bring us out of our depression, <laughs> I'm going to now start off for our month the creepy Christmas traditions. Jingle bells. I don't know why I feel like I, I have, have to sing, really like like Christmas song after that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I'll bring you my Fallout Boy uh, anti-Christmas Carol. Yes. And Black Christmas. Yes, it's yes, We'll have to have a whole episode discussing Christmas horror movies one day. Yes. Yeah, please. Okay. So, in South Africa, this is so cool, parents keep their kids from nibbling on Santa's cookie. Hmm. They tell the children about a story a boy named Danny who ate all of Santa's cookies. (gasps) It really angered his grandmother. To the point in her rage, she killed him. And now (sighs) their ghosts haunt the houses during Christmas time on the children to eat the cookies left for Santa. So, Thank you, South that Africa. That must have been some special cookies. I wonder if they were like... Laced. Laced kind of cookies. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, man. Yeah. So that, that's in South Africa. That's a good... Cool, all right, then. Now, this one, I thought you and I would appreciate this one because okay. in Iceland... <laughs> that's so fun. So I just have to tell you guys right now, as we're recording, we have our my cat, Henry, who's sitting with us, mm. and he's like, "Do so you guys may hear purring. Oh, I can hear it. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna to try to move this, guys. Okay. You can hear this. Nope. No, he's just sniffing it. He's just sniffing it. Anyhow, so we have our cat. My cat is just sitting, hanging out with us. So I'm gonna. This one was so funny. This is when I was like burst out laughing. All right, I'm and, ready. So <laughs> children who don't receive new clothing by Christmas Eve <laughs> will be devoured by mythical monster from Iceland folklore known as the Yule cat. <laughs> what is this Yule cat, you ask? Good question. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying this so much right now. It's a large and angry feline rupert to lurk in the snow. The strange tradition comes with the farmers who use a myth as to basically help the employees finish their work mm-hmm. fast. Thank and the process for the autumn wall before Christmas, the ones who took part in the work would be rewarded with new clothes. But those who did not would get nothing and thus would be preyed upon by this monstrous cat. Which is funny because I'm looking at Henry. He's yeah, like, wow. Like, <laughs>
1: That's
0: <laughs> <pretty> <laughs> funny. I like it. New clothes and a cat? She's yeah. Things. The Yule cat, not the Yule log, the, the Yule cat. cat. It's a, <gasps> start a new tradition here. I'm trademarking it. I'm making a sweater. I'm making a so. I'm so making a sweater. I'm <laughs> making it. a call of the Yule cat. I'm trademarking it. You know what you should do? You should contact the lady who has that book about how to
1: make uh, stuff out of cat wool into felt and make it into a sweater. There's a few of them. There's a Japanese lady yeah. that does it. I get it. I can see why. I mean, it's not for me, especially if you have allergies, but... Yeah. I use alpaca wool for stuff, so... I just...
0: So I'm going to be making a Yule Cat sweater. I like this. Oh, Christmas cat. Oh, Christmas cat. <clears throat> You're welcome. I just graced you with my lovely singing voice. I just... Wow, that was horrible. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. So, so that, you got another fact for us? No, no it's oh, just that's that. all I get. You're teasing me with two. Just two of them. It's just the oh, there's tons. Cliffhanger. I, cliffhanger. Listen, I, I, listen. If you want, at the end of yours, I'll have another one. Okay, deal, deal. <laughs> I just love this. you cat. And I, I'm telling you, I just. Do not... you
1: the monster of the week next week? Hell
0: oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. I also have to apologize. I totally have not done a book of the month for the past two months. I'll was okay
0: we'll do one. we'll do one for when this episode comes out we'll have a book okay there we go there it we comes go. together it'll be my actually no
1: scandinavian christmas demon
0: book no actually if you think about the victorian traditions uh during christmas time people think like oh my god let me watch I'm like losers ghost. they didn't have tv so no. they actually tell ghost stories they did so any victorian ghost story, I actually have a really good book i'll there's post so it there's so many oh, okay awesome. thank story. you thank you thank it's you it's one of my favorite victorian ghost stories
1: so it's interesting that your story was about a young, eighteen-year-old. <laughs> I'm trying to segue this the best I can. The Yule cat. Sorry. Not- <laughs> we still have the Yule cat.
0: There's a picture of a cat. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. For those of you who can't see, it's basically just a picture of a cute little cat out in the I'm snow, gonna- putting his paw, out, <laughs> trying to hit the camera. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Go on. So your story. So. I'm going to talk about Esther Cox from Amherst, Nova Scotia. Apparently world famous possession, poltergeist person. I thought it was interesting because no one really knows how it started or why it stopped. Mm -hmm. And if it was a ghost or possessions or telekinesis. So I'm just going to tell you guys about it. You make your own choices. I got most of my information from Haunted Canada by Pat Hancock. Such a good book. Right. And by by, Taffy, biography with an H-I-dot-C-A.
0: like it. It says it like it's like very
1: bougie, like their seance. hmm I like to glam up my history. I like it. I'm liking it. So basically, this mystery centers around, centers around 18, 19-year-old Esther Cock who lived in a small <clears throat> house, but you know, a normal thing. Married sister, their hus- her husband, their kids, maybe a couple other siblings. And she started to have these paranormal experiences at the end of August 1878. Mm-hmm. Now, it's it's thought that, unfortunately, she was a victim of an assault. And they, many people think this kind of opened her up more to the paranormal or kind of opened the gates more for paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's up for debate.
0: Which, sorry, cause it, which is funny because usually they said that stuff happens during the pubescent. Yeah. When they're, like, coming of age. Yeah.
1: It's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe something with the... Anyhow. Where was I? I'm losing my mind today. (laughs) All right. So basically, after that, um, things started happening. They'd hear scratching. They would take, like, they'd think it's, like, mice getting into the box of quilts underneath their bed. They'd take it out. The box would, like, float up in the air. Rapping sounds, things like that. But when it started to get really creepy was when they were sleeping one night, and her sister called in the family because Esther was just, like, writhing in pain, and her body was slowly kind of... mm, They described it as looking like a bloated corpse. And this went on and on and on until all of a sudden there was a loud like, bang! And she just collapsed into a deep sleep and started to deflate. So they were like, well, that's
0: weird. Like a balloon deflate? That's what I was
1: thinking, yeah. It just kind of sunk back to its normal self.
0: I'm thinking like Verca Salt from uh, Willy Wonka. Wonka, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's weird.
1: Well, the weird thing is that it happened again four nights later. So Hmm. they were like, we're calling a doctor. Mm-hmm. So the doctor came in, said, you know, you're probably having stomach issues, anxiety, you know, I don't, it's done. But as he was giving them that explanation, mm-hmm. her pillows started moving from underneath her head. Her bedsheet started getting pulled off the bed. No one was touching them. Wow. And the creepiest part was they were like this really soft scratching. And when they looked around for it, above her bed in the wall was scratched. Uh, extra cocks, your mind to kill. So, really? Yeah. That's Well, allegedly. Yeah. So the next day the doctor came back, gave her some sedatives. Now, what makes this is interesting is when she took the sedatives, mm-hmm. things got worse. Things started flying around the room. Sounds got louder. Things started happening. And it started migrating from her bedroom where it was before to other parts of the house.
0: See, that's interesting because as we know what sedatives work back then, like it calms the body but doesn't necessarily calm the mind. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that just like induced more well, it's interesting, because
1: it's kind of opposed to what happens her later on in the story, which I'll, hmm, okay. I'll get into. But it started to migrate to other places of the house, so the basement became a hotbed of activity, uh, of objects flying, noises, things like that. Hmm. And this continued until about December, when Esther, unfortunately, came ill with diphtheria. Hmm. So for two weeks, she was sick in bed, the family was taking care of her. Not one paranormal thing happened. we Happening multiple times daily, and then nothing. After two weeks, she was sent to live with her sister in a different town. And for those two weeks, nothing. Uh, for those few weeks, it was longer than two weeks. Nothing happened at her home. Nothing happened at her sister's home. Nothing. Wow. So she comes back, you know, healthy again. Mm-hmm. And things just explode like tenfold. They began to see allegedly matches floating above the ceiling that were lit and dropping to the floor.
0: That There's- See, that terrifies me. I'm terrified of, like, house burns and like and house fires. Like, yeah. just, ugh. That's scary.
1: Well, there was two unexplained fires too. Luckily, the house and everyone was okay. But there was fires, and she's I think one account I read allegedly said the spirit said, "You know, Esther Cox, you're gonna burn." Wow. So
0: she was really
1: like, "We're right, gonna burn your house." There's something with the spirit and burning. This is
0: okay. So
1: at that point, she's like, "I'm getting out of here. I don't want to make, get my family in danger." So she goes to stay with um, an, a neighboring couple who needed some extra help on the farm. But it, she didn't stay there too long because apparently the activity continued there as well. Hmm. So eventually, I don't know how or when or how the connection was made, but she ended up going to St. John's, Newfoundland, mm-hmm. with Captain James Beck. And he kind of hosted her. And in return, they invited others over who were interested in after-death connections to meet her. And they would ask the spirits questions. Because at mm-hmm. this point, people would ask the spirits question, and you would hear... Yeah. Knocking responses. So how many people are in there? In the room? Mm-hmm. 3 mm-hmm. So that continued. And eventually, an American actor who was touring the Maritimes named Hubble heard her story through the newspapers and went to find her and actually ended up visiting with her when she returned home from Newfoundland for a few weeks. Hmm. He wrote a book called The Haunted House, and it's still available today. Mm-hmm. But in it, he talks about you know letters from people who've witnessed things, what they witnessed, things like that. And at this point... People kind of came to the conclusion that she was being tormented by several spirits. Uh-huh. One named Mary Fisher, one named James Nichol, Eliza McNeil, and one claiming to be Peter Cockett's deceased relative, which is kind of Rita weird, McNeil. Weird. That's what I always think of. <laughs> she was awesome. Rita McNeil. I, it's not Christmas in my, in my house until someone puts on a Rita McNeil album. Her and Anne Marie, I'm telling you. Anne Marie. Jeez. Side note: She has a delightful museum that I went to when I was. Yes, I heard. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is where it gets a little sketch so with Hubble's help Esther Cock embarked on like a speaking tour where mm-hmm. she would travel and speak and do kind of like a traveling show mm-hmm. people paid, she'd talk but she was met with kind of some hostile reactions from a few mm-hmm. and one night somebody heckled there was a disrupt- a disruptive disturbance mm-hmm. coast. like a fight broke out and she was like I'm done, I'm not doing this moved back home she tried working for a man named Arthur Davidson but unfortunately his barn burned down to smash Right Well that's what the cops thought So she was arrested for arson And sentenced to jail for four months Hmm She only served one But the crazy thing was After that barn burned down hmm Everything started to gradually taper off <laughs> Sorry
0: <laughs> It's our own poltergeist Henry the cat I'm sorry guys No sorry. Our cat My cat is like Playing with a bag here I'm so sorry about that Okay, okay.
1: This is adorable you need, oh, Henry. Henry's like, I agree. It's suspicious. It's suspicious, I know. Suspicious. Suspicious. <laughs> but yeah, so things started gradually just tapering off after that. She went on to get married, have a son. Unfortunately, that husband passed away. She got remarried, moved to Massachusetts, and lived happily until she passed away at the age of 52 in 1912. Hmm. So what, That's young. Yeah. But That's what right. got me about this was 40, 40 years later, her story was still relevant enough it was discussed in the proceedings of American cyclic
0: oh I can't speak today. Cyclical.
1: Cyclical research <laughs> volume
0: 8. That's a hard word. I'm yeah. sorry. It is a hard word. It's so. a tricky one.
1: And basically the author just gets into this really big debate over how reliable Hubble was and what people actually saw, mm-hmm. questioning the witnesses. Most but he was pretty fair. He said most of the witnesses' stories were legit when you take into consideration. They pretty much said Hubble reported some fact, but also really dressed it up for for artistic purposes uh, to make him more interesting. Um, he also drags Hubble for not really being an investigator, an actor, Yeah. but also says that maybe is why his work was more
0: artistic. Yeah, so it's probably more, more for facts. self-interest than anything else, right? right? Yeah.
1: So you can still read it. It's really cool. It was published worldwide. It's still available. You can get it on Kindle from okay. Amazon if you want. Hmm. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. And sadly, her home was torn down in the 1910s, like um, to make room for stores in Amherst. So, of course, it'd be interesting to see what the, if anything happens in that store.
0: To be cool, if they actually built, like a metaphysical store there, that would be hilarious. Or funnier, a candle shop.
1: <laughs> maybe it was just predicting the futures.
0: This is where the candles are going to be. Yeah, maybe.
1: Maybe. <gasps> that's an interesting point for the time loop. Maybe those glowing <gasps> candles where people just oh, we gotta find light. out. Okay. Yeah. I know. Well While you look that up, I'm going to say the most oddest part of this entire story for me. Other than floating, like, matches? If you want to learn, have a good time when a good date night out one day, you can go see a dinner theater com- comedic musical. So it's a comedy dinner theater show called Possessed by Esther Cox, written by Charlie Reindress and Karen Valan- and it was first stage in nineteen ninety six, and I believe I it's remember. still running. No, no, it went off for a while. Oh. I think they just recently revived it.
0: Oh my in gosh! In the past few
1: years, so that yeah, <laughs> but that's what caught my eye at first. I was like, someone made this a it's a musical. musical?
0: Okay, we got a YouTube I that one too. a lot of like
1: 1950 songs weaved in through the story, but
0: oh, that's pretty brilliant. Yeah, so we're
1: gonna Google that one for you. Yeah, guys. but yeah, Esther, it's a really interesting story. Esther really Cox. Cool famous. I was surprised I hadn't heard of it before. I know
0: you've heard of it. I've heard it before because it's very similar to like that again. I'm, I know I'm gonna go back to it, but the Bell Witch. Yeah. And also the Fox Sisters yeah the crackle sounds you know like the popping joints like they hear like the knockings like yeah coming actually it's really cool our other favorite podcast we like listen to is um lore and mm-hmm. Aaron has got another one called unobscured which is great because it looks at the historical relevancies, like and through in, in what defined and what shaped America like right. the Salem witch trials and now the the whole spiritualism mm-hmm. and the foxes are so it, it, he actually you know, chrono- chronologically discusses and talks about the history of it. Oh, that's really cool. So, if you guys are not familiar with the Fox sisters, they were the first spiritualist kind of women, and oh, they who brought just into our show. They know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and we went to. I brought Beth. We went to Lilydale, where the famous place. Apparently, that's where they go.
1: Um, there's another really great podcast that actually covered this as well, and it was I think it was Things We Missed in History mm-hmm. or things you weren't taught in history. I'll try to find the link again, and they had a really good podcast on this topic too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Hmm. So that's, that's my story. It was I like it. Weird. It was interesting, though, because it's like, what is it? Not so much did
0: it happen, but if it did happen, what caused it? Was it like metaphysical? Was it psychological? Right? Was it spiritual? Was it paranormal? Yeah, not necessarily. Like, what was it? Mm hmm. Oh, you said that when she was under sed- in sedation.
1: The first time things still happened, allegedly. It was only her family and her doctor who witnessed some of it, though. Hmm. So it was interesting.
0: That is interesting. Yeah.
1: And then later, when she was sick, nothing happened.
0: Yeah. And she died young, too.
1: 52,
0: yeah. Back in the day. I know that's, you know, like in terms like now, it's spent. She had a pretty hard life, too. Poor thing, man. Wow.
1: So that's my (laughs) two sets.
0: Our our uplifting, uplifting ladies today. Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So, as promised, I did find another fun, strange fact. Yay! Christmas fact. This one takes place in Ukraine, and they actually have a thing called a spooky tree. If you find yourself in Ukraine around the holidays, you may be wondering, is it Christmas or Halloween? Sounds it nice Trees are decorated with artificial spider webs. I think they meant to say webs. I think so too. They said webs. Sorry. I feel like I'm back at school. i my rooms, students. like that yeah. fake writing room sitting in trees. Yep. So, artificial spider webs, not webs, and decorative spiders. The unusual tradition is a nod to the tale of where whimsical and mythical spiders wove their weeb around the plane tree for the poor families. When the morning came, the white strands turned into a precious metals for the families to basically collect and to get rich. And then the webs uh, today symbolize prosperity for the next
1: That's really cool. Yeah. So- it makes me feel a lot less guilty about still having my spider web tablecloth still up from Halloween. You are celebrating the Ukrainian Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. I like it. So, anywho, that is a cool fact and justified my laziness. Yeah. I appreciate that. No
0: problem. Cool. Thought you guys enjoy that. That was a really cool. And that's our cat in the background. <laughs> so, guys, do stay tuned. Again, we apologize that we are like, no, not. we were kind of like delayed in doing our podcast like last week because we were sick. But do tune in because we're going to be posting more mythical creatures and uh, random Canadian, or more like, Christmas fast. fast. And
1: hopefully have an episode one day where we rant and rave about Christmas scary movies.
0: Yes. Awesome. So, yeah. So, do t- stay tuned. I was trying to say stay tuned and tune in. I made my own word. <laughs> <laughs> this happens when you hang with the six-year-old all day. All right. Hey, <laughs> awesome. this is how things work. Okay, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.